Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's way more good happening in the world every single day, but why aren't they telling you? Get the good stuff at justinbarkley.com slash good news. Get the good news, stories, ideas, and updates that are sure to put a smile on your face. That's justinbarclay.com slash good news. Justinbarclay.com slash good news. Live from high atop Monroe Center in downtown Grand Rapids, we're talking about what matters most to you in West Michigan. Join the conversation now at 616-774-2424. That's 616-774-2424. It's West Michigan Live with Justin Barkley on Wood Radio. Ah, Good morning, West Michigan. Ah, It's Monday. Good to be back. You know, we got some warmer weather ahead. We'll talk about that. Warmest temps, I think, in the last couple of weeks yesterday. Bill Steffen joining us. Give us an update on that. Plus, are you familiar with what's going on with the governor and the state of emergency? No, 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 no. It's not that one. There's another one. A whole other one you may not have even heard of yet. What's happening in... What you're not going to hear anywhere else coming up. Plus, Congressman Bill Heisinger joins us this morning on World Radio at 9.30. Weather and traffic. And the biggest stories of the day. We're talking about what matters most in West Michigan and beyond. This is The Big Three. Now today's Big Three. Stories that matter most. We'll be talking about these around the water cooler at the dinner table no matter where you are. Our Big Three powered by Heartland Home Mortgage. Never been a better time to buy or refi. Call my good friend Dave Galloway at 616-974-9105 or you can go online to hhmlending.com. We bought our house closed in the twos. Like two nine something I want to say in June. Interest rates got better. Closed at two six. Two five, I think it was, on Friday. Got a little money back. Then a little paying off the credit cards or whatever we're going to do with that. Yeah, I haven't quite figured that out. But the interest rate dropped. And, of course, you know what else did? Our monthly payment. We're saving more than 100 bucks a month. It doesn't matter whether you just bought your home. What do you think? There's nothing they can do. Give my buddy Dave Galloway a call. Five minutes to find out how much money you can save from Heartland Home Mortgage. Democrats' $1.4 trillion COVID-19 relief plan will go before a House Budget Committee later on today. If all goes as planned, the bill could be passed by mid-March, which would send $1,400 checks, not the $2,000 promised. Oh, but, you know, you got the $600, so the $14 equals the $2,000. Yeah, see how that math works. It'll go out to most Americans, they say. It also extends federal unemployment benefits. But where does the rest go? You know, all of that money, it's got to go somewhere. Good news, we have the answers. Plus, we'll talk with Congressman Bill Heising about this bill specifically coming up. What else is in that bill? The biggest obstacle to its passage is inclusion of a $15 minimum wage. Championed by progressive Democrats. Could be the end of... Lots of jobs and businesses. 
Again, that conversation as it continues in moments. Number two. Snow ending this morning. Another round of overnight tonight. Keep an eye on that. Bill has the latest. But it does look like things are warming up. The good news. Coming up in moments on Wood Radio. Number three. Yeah, about a third of Texans are still having issues with their water supply as the state reels from last week's deadly winter storms and subsequent utility outages. All people wanted to talk about last week was Ted Cruz and whether he was going to Cancun or not. Boy, oh boy. How about how we got in this mess in the first place? Well, President Biden finally approved the major disaster for the declaration of the uh, disaster there in Texas and locking more federal resources. But how long did it take him? He's still yet to set boots on the ground, his anyway, in Texas. Part of that relief will also go towards helping residents pay the exorbitant energy bills. Have you seen this? It's criminal. Some of them getting energy bills as high as $20,000. How did that happen? Speaking of criminal, Governor Whitmer signing an executive order aimed at making sure propane and the supply here, the chain stays up and running over the coming days. Why? Well, it's her fault in the first place. It's in response to the energy crisis, she says in Texas. But this is the one she created right here in Michigan. And by the way, what's the backstory on what's happening not only here in Michigan with this governor, but what happened in Texas with a former Michigan governor? The news you're not hearing anywhere else coming up in moments on World Radio. Right? Gas prices in Michigan up 17 cents compared to a week ago per gallon. Michigan drivers now paying an average of 264 for regular unleaded, the highest price since October 2019. 35 cents more than this time last month and 15 cents more than this time last year. Happy? Mm. And by the way, uh, I saw... Some prognostication that that thing could actually go up to $3 a gallon because of what's happening in Texas. Can you believe it? It's incredible. I, uh, I read something over the weekend that I thought was pretty powerful. It was a thread on Twitter from a guy, uh, Amuse, at Amuse on Twitter, who I follow and... and um, has some pretty insightful stuff from time to time. This was a thread that I read all the way through and my jaw dropped because I knew this was happening, but I wasn't exactly sure. But here's how he describes it. Once it was clear that the polar vortex would engulf the entire state of Texas, describing what exactly happened in this ordeal, Governor Abbott declared an emergency and asked President Biden for a waiver to allow power generation facilities to operate at full capacity until the emergency passed. Biden's administration refused Governor Abbott's request and instead offered to allow certain power generation facilities a waiver if they raised the prices. So again, I just told you in the big three that there are some folks in Texas that got electric bills for $20,000. And this is just the past month. Because some of these folks are on this sliding scale plan where if, if rates are low, they can get really low energy bills. But if they, if they jump up like they did, their bills go through the roof. 
And these people can't afford this. Nobody can. $20,000 bill? There's no way. So they raised the prices. They charged Texas more th- Texans more than $1,500 a megawatt hour, resulting in massive statewide power outages and failure of the grid. The truth is that the federal government controls how Texas generates electricity. The mix of sources and the capacity of each. So we talked about this last week. What are those sources? Well, you've got your standard coal, you know, fossil fuel type generated sources. And then you've got your green, so-called sustainable. Unfortunately, a lot of them unreliable. And this as I'm looking at a picture of a frozen windmill. The mix of sources and the capacity of each, the... Department requires that Texas, well, the administration, requires that Texas fossil fuel power generations operate far below their maximum output. Governor Abbott knew that. And if they would not allow their natural gas and coal plants to operate at peak peak efficiency, by the way, if they would have allowed them, they could meet 110% of the demand the state faced last week. So if the federal government, in other words... Joe Biden's administration would have allowed Texas and their power plants to operate at full capacity, the fossil fuel power plants. They could have met 110% of the demand faced in the state last week. Instead, Biden's administration refused. Who is over that particular agency that made the call it's the department of energy and folks here in michigan will likely recall the name of the secretary of the department of energy the person who's responsible former michigan governor jennifer granholm so Granholm, and it turns out, is responsible, along with the Biden administration, for what happened in Texas. And meanwhile, our governor here in Michigan, responsible for her own chaos she's causing now with propane propane in the state of emergency here. We'll dig a little bit deeper into that. Plus, Bill Steffen gives us the latest, some good news on the horizon, not just for Texas, but for folks here in West Michigan as well. We'll talk about that in minutes, right here on News Radio with 1300 and 106.9 FM. The stories you're just not hearing anywhere else. It's West Michigan Live. The Public Utilities Commission is issuing a moratorium on customer disconnections for non-payment, and they are also going to restrict electric providers from sending customers the skyrocketing invoices at this time. The, the legislature understands the importance of this issue and will work at great speed to fully address it. Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Over the weekend, talking about those criminally high electric bills, adding insult to injuries. Uh, by the way, they've been kicked off, you know, a lot of them without power. And then all of a sudden, they get these crazy high electric bills. To $20,000, I think, the highest I saw down in Texas. It's ridiculous. Speaking of the grid, energy, and more, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Psaki? Psaki? I don't know. How do you Do you know how you say her name? I, it's spelled P-S-A-K-I. She circles back on this issue of China being involved now in our electric grid, thanks to the president. 
Go ahead all the way in the back, all the way in the back. All right. Thank and then we'll come to you, sir. Go ahead. Thanks, Jan. Um, in an executive order that the president signed last week, he also suspended a Trump administration executive order that was particularly aimed at keeping foreign countries, specifically China, from interfering in the U.S. power grid. But he suspended that for 90 days in that executive order last week. Given what you said about China today, why did he do that? Especially related to something so critical to our national security as the power grid. Yeah, why? I'll have to. I think the president's view on, on our <laughs> she relationship. She was going to say it. I, she um, was going to say it. I tried to do my best to convey to all of you. I'll have to check on that specific uh, piece and we'll, we'll circle back with yeah, you Yeah, there it is. Circling back. Cir don't have the answer to that, but I'm going to circle back to you on that. Meanwhile, here in Michigan, Whitmer, Whitmer declares uh, the uh, energy emergency GOP sites impending Line 5 closure. Governor Gretchen Whitmer declared a state of emergency, energy emergency, on Saturday to assure adequate delivery of propane during the nationwide cold snap. The governor's office announced the executive order exempts motor carriers and drivers who transport propane and heating oil from compliance with maximum weekly driving and on-duty limits. The order takes effect on Saturday and will remain in effect through Sunday, February 28th. The emergency order drew a quick rebuttal from Michigan Senate Republicans, whose Twitter account reminded constituents that Whitmer in December ordered the spring shutdown of Line 5 under the Straits of Mackinac, which supplies propane to about 15,000 households in the Upper Peninsula, citing it as a risk. So let me get this straight. Shut down the pipeline for the environment, yet in order to get this propane to these homes to keep the houses warm, and, and, and let's, let's be honest and real here, it's to keep these folks alive, you got to put trucks on the road to burn more fossil fuels in order to make it work. It was kind of like, if, if I think back to that picture I saw of the helicopter up in the air, Sprang down the de-icing agent over the windmills in Texas. We've reached peak state of insanity. We're there. So she's issued a state of emergency order over the crisis that she created, our governor here in Michigan, and former Governor Granholm helping to do her best to create the crisis in Texas by not allowing those power plants to operate at full capacity, the fossil fuel power plants. That has since come out. All of it will at some point. The real question is, is anyone listening? And is anyone paying attention? There is some good news on the horizon. Things warming up in Texas and things warming up here in Michigan as well. Bill Steffen, Chief Meteorologist, Storm Team 8 with the latest. Bill, appreciate you being here with us today. How are you? Yeah, I'm staying warm. Uh, <laughs> Dallas up to 70 degrees, so a big change down there. They've still got about 10,000 customers without power, but they're uh, working on that. There's also quite a few power outages due to uh, freezing rain in Oregon, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Mississippi, which had a combination of snow and some freezing rain in the northwest part of that state. So mm. a lot of people still uh, waiting to get the lights back on and the furnace running once again. So we wish them the best. But it is warming up across most of the country, and that's good news. Um, here in West Michigan, we're headed to the mid-30s this afternoon and up close to 40 here for Tuesday and on Wednesday. So the snow will start to melt just a little bit. But it will freeze up at night, so watch for a nicey spot at night and during the uh, early morning commutes. But other than that, things should be improving around here. And I think uh, we're, we're done with the coldest part of winter. Mm. Uh, the, the 
uh, pattern over the next uh, at least couple of weeks looks milder with a general west-to-east flow across the country, which would allow a, a lot of Pacific air to uh, spread across the U.S. And, uh, and keep things warmer than we have been here these past two weeks. So, Boy, that is that is welcome yeah. from a lot of folks, I know. Uh, 40, yeah, and then you said... An inch of snow coming here for, tomorrow, or for uh, tonight. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, pretty pretty dry here through about Friday. We'll take it. 40, you say, a couple of days this week, possibly. And then uh, what did I see, uh, Bill, yesterday, the warmest day in the last couple of weeks? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not saying much. We went uh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. The warmest temperature of 27. Yeah. Pretty unusual. Man. Well, we'll take it. We know if we look forward to like a month from now, uh, it, it'll feel like a real heat wave headed our way, won't it? Oh, yeah. Well, look at how the average temperatures come up. Average high right now is 36. And uh, the average temperature goes to 50 by the end of March. So it, it's it's going to warm up here. The latest, Bill Steffen, Chief Meteorologist, Storm Team 8, with some good news, some news that, uh, well, we can definitely use. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate that, my friend. Stay warm, everybody. That's uh, not, you know what, that's not just a goal here. But down in Texas, and, of course, in, in other places like the UP, et cetera, uh, it, it, it's not just the goal. It's It's a necessity. You know, now know that 70, at least 70 folks have died due to that winter uh, storm. And, of course, the energy failures, and I would say policies from the Biden administration. Now, just ask yourself this one question. If you truly want to understand what's happening in our world today, if you truly want to understand the news that you watch at night on your local televisions or any of the networks, just ask yourself this single question, and I think you'll have an idea where you can really wrap your mind around everything and what it all means. What? What if that was Trump? What if that was Trump in office when this happened? What if Trump had yet to set boots on the ground? What if he had yet to visit the state of Texas? What if it took him so long to declare a state of emergency? What if his administration, in fact, was the cause of the reason why the energy failures happened in Texas? What? What if that was Trump? What would our media be doing? In fact, what if it was a Republican governor in office here in Michigan who caused the possible energy crisis right here in the state of Michigan by shutting down a pipeline and then having to sign their own executive order to fix the crisis they created. I think that, that single question might give you all the answers you need. We'll uh, see if we can get some more answers coming up in just minutes. Congressman Bill Heisinger talks about the latest, this $1.4 trillion relief package. Folks still waiting on money. What's the chance of that coming and what's inside of it? That's even more scary. Plus the Robin Hood hearings and more from last week. Coming up next. Welcome back in News Radio with 1300 106.9 FM. It's Justin Barkley. I appreciate you being here with us today. Join the program at any time at 616-774-2424. Those are the numbers. And, of course, you can also get the good newsletter. Find out the news they're just not telling you. A couple of those stories this morning, I think, 
dug in and heard the backstory about one possibility of what happened in Texas. If uh, if it plans out or pans out, it it is absolutely criminal. But it turns out they think that possibly the Department of Energy. Refuse to rec- Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Quest from the governor in Texas last week to allow their power plants to operate at the uh, the appropriate and correct uh, rate. Now, their, their fossil fuel power plants, that is. We're talking natural gas. We're talking, um, you know, coal-fired power plants. And if they would have been able to operate at full capacity, according to what I just read on the radio earlier this morning, that would have been able to uh, meet 110% of the demand that they suffered or they, they, they needed last week in order to, uh, to keep folks warm. Now, we know 70 people have died already. Um, again, what we're seeing, and I want to point this out, uh, same deal with COVID this year in my opinion, is not because of what we're hearing uh, on the news, which is this winter weather ravaged these folks. And this extreme winter weather, and and, and, and we've heard uh, Senator Chuck Schumer say it was climate change, and that maybe folks in Texas will start to pay more attention. Uh, just absolutely criminal, I think, uh, at a point like this. But it wasn't, it wasn't COVID uh, that destroyed the economy. Uh, and it wasn't the, the weather that uh, that killed these people, but it, instead, it was the overreaction from folks in government, and of course, the inaction in this case from those folks in the Biden's administration that we see time and time again. When we just got so much uh, of government just reaching into our everyday lives and the damage that it can cause. Joining us right now, to talk a little bit about that with some intimate knowledge into that, but uh, also. This uh, this plan that says uh, that's going to go now before the uh, the uh, I guess it's the uh, House Budget Committee to talk about this one point nine trillion dollar COVID-19 relief plan he is uh, our good friend, Congressman Bill Heisinger from the Lakeshore here. Congressman, appreciate you being here with us today. How are you, Justin? Doing uh, doing well. And uh, yeah, it, it is uh, it is interesting times, shall we say that is for sure. Yeah, it really is. And we look at this, and I think to myself, is there actual COVID relief in the one point nine trillion dollar COVID nineteen? No, a little bit, a little bit, uh, uh, but not one point nine trillion dollars worth. And that's uh, that's part of the problem. You know, when when we first tackled this nearly a year ago, and uh, we're voting on those first early. Uh, COVID relief packages, that's exactly what they were. They were COVID relief packages. Uh, and they were also, uh, the, the, in fact, this is, uh, this is, it seems so quaint now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the first bill that we passed uh, dealing with the CDC and NIH and all the alphabet soup of all the uh, federal agencies that were doing the research and on the front lines of that, there was a serious debate of whether it needed to actually be 89 billion with a b 8.9 billion or whether it could be a little smaller 
or maybe all the way up to $10 billion. Well, at this point, $10 billion in, the, in these bill, bills are rounding errors. And, uh, it, you know, it, that's, that's the sad part of this as we've uh, gotten further away from it. Uh, from that that event of last spring, uh, you know the uh, uh, the the less actually focused on COVID these bills have become. Yeah, what are you hearing from folks? Because I know we've got businesses who are continuing to to suffer. I mean, here in Michigan, for example, just juxtapose Michigan and Florida, states like California and Florida, New York and Florida, and it's just amazing to see the difference. But here in Michigan, for example, restaurants continue to suffer. The yeah. governor didn't even tell folks that she was going to continue to keep them shut down at a lower capacity they can only serve 25 percent now while they're open for indoor dining uh, only 25 percent. so now you got lines of people who are waiting together but you they can't have them eating together and it makes absolutely no sense and meanwhile these restaurants i mean i don't even know if they can continue to operate with 25 percent yeah. If it wasn't so sad, it'd be funny. Uh, and uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, one of my favorite places in uh, in Holland, Biggie's. It's a great uh, sports bar. Uh, they uh, they just announced that they're shutting down four of their five locations. Uh. You know, it's things like that uh, that uh, you know we're seeing more and more of. And 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 here's why: it's math. At some point, it's simply math. And if you've got expenses that cannot. Uh, uh, be matched with the revenues that you're allowed in this case by government to uh, to, to generate. Um, you're not going to be able to sustain it, and it doesn't matter how many programs and how many uh, you know bailouts that we uh, that we pass. We have to get the economy back on track, and uh, that that's going to help our local, our state, and our federal. Uh, tax revenue situation as people are earning money, you know, and the, and the strange thing is, is that we've got uh, this uh, really bifurcated economy right now. You've got segments of it that are just hotter than hot, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. construction, uh, you've got manufacturing that's going crazy. Certainly, uh, if you own a grocery store or a convenience store, man, you're doing just fine. Yeah. You have a restaurant, a hotel, a small concert venue, any of those kinds of things. You're just getting crushed right now. And uh, we've, we've got to figure out how we're going to uh, come and, and open this economy up in as low risk and safe a manner as possible. But it has to get opened. We got some of the interesting things that are inside of this bill, by the way, that is going through um, uh, the uh, budget committee. And if you take a look at just some of these here, uh, fascinating. Uh, they say $1.9 trillion stimulus bill. And what's inside it? Health surveillance, animal COVID studies. Some of this stuff is just uh, enough to make you go, what? There's a federal yeah. minimum wage increase, $15 by 2025. Why does that have to be in the COVID bill? Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, the uh, Congressional Budget Office predicts that that will cost one point four million jobs i can yeah. uh, and and that is exactly the the service sector that we're talking about it's for younger people that are entering the workforce the number of folks that rely on a minimum wage for the as the primary breadwinner for a household <laughs> is very very low can you uh, tell me this is going to damage our economy congressman why do we see oftentimes bills named or called or explained as the very opposite of the thing that they do like this is a covid relief bill the people that are hurting the most are these people that work in these restaurants or own these restaurants and now what is supposed to be relief for these people is actually a slap in the face this is like domestic abuse 
uh, you can imagine this this fifteen dollar minimum wage. This is going to end up with these people who are hurting the most out of jobs, and the and the, the folks who own the businesses going to have to probably get rid of these some of these people. Well, as, uh, as President Obama's former chief of staff Rahm Emanuel said at one point, "Never let a good crisis go to waste," and they certainly are not. Uh, you know, our, our committee, our financial services committee that I serve on, actually had a segment of the COVID relief package. There was something like five or six different committees that had part of this $1.9 trillion. And we had hearings on this. This had nothing to do with COVID. This had to do with investor relations that they're trying to push. And they, it had all, you know, making sure that the SEC uh, was uh, was keeping track of climate change, not whether someone was being cheated or not on, uh, on a stock. Wow. You know, I mean, it's that kind of stuff that uh, I think frankly, build cynicism. Certainly, it builds cynicism even among those of us who have to go in and deal with it on a daily basis. Certainly, I think it does in the general public, too. We've got uh, fine arts and museums, $135 million going to the National Endowment for the Arts again. I mean, they, they have been, uh, boy, they've been getting to the Kennedy. Uh, hopefully, the Kennedy Center gets some more in here because uh, they just, I, I don't think they get enough. Uh, was it them who got, <laughs> got the big, yeah. I, I, I yeah. mean, uh, they actually ended up giving it back. They were so embarrassed. So now they keep yeah. trying to slide it in on basically oh. every other bill. Native American languages. Native American languages. Uh, $10 million. Vaccine information. The bill provides $1 billion to strengthen vaccine confidence in the United States. So in other, in other words, propaganda to get people to do things. That, if Listen, I don't need to be sold on taking something that's really good for me. Uh, well, and, 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 and by here, the way, it's, people are now like paying under the table to try and get these vaccines. I don't know if you saw down in Florida, there's these two uh, younger uh, women who dressed up as older women so that they could get into the vaccine. Into get, <laughs> It's just incredible. Well, yeah, I'm not sure if we're going to be uh, paying NBA stars to finally go and get their COVID. You know, how is this what they're talking about with this COVID confidence kind of program? You know, know. It, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. And frankly, what it does is it cheapens the important issues that this should be tackling. Uh, this should be about getting, uh, you know, uh, getting that vaccine into those that need it the most. By the yeah. way, that's seniors. Yeah, uh, it, it is. It should be about making sure that we are developing vaccines and making sure that the infrastructure is there. Uh, it shouldn't be about all this other garbage that gets uh, that gets put into this bill uh, because it's going to cause people like myself to vote no. Uh, when we are trying to deal with an important national issue uh, like returning the economy both uh, both economically as well as physically into a healthy space in, into a healthy place congressman bill heisinger with us right now we're looking at what is uh, proposed in this 1.9 trillion dollar uh, bill here um, family planning i know this is probably just as concerning for you as it is for me 50 million dollars some of that could include um funding for abortion yeah they they've been trying to get rid of the the hyde amendments and the protections that oh by the way joe biden had supported at one point uh when he was in the senate uh they've been trying to get rid of those uh over a number of years but have not been successful now that they have all three uh legs of the legislative stool the House, the Senate, and the White House, uh, that new push is getting put in uh, to remove all of those, those protections that, uh, that uh, don't allow taxpayer dollars to be used directly for abortion services here in the United States 
or abroad internationally. We don't allow those uh, to be uh, used so far. And uh, that's the Mexico City uh, agreement that uh, that language that had been uh, getting uh, attacked by this new administration. And certainly it's happening on the domestic front as well. So, uh, you know, this is uh, this is a trying time uh, for those of us who uh, who are conservative socially and fiscally. That's for sure. Congressman Bill Heisinger with us right now as we're uh, looking at also uh, hearing that you took part in on Friday concerning these uh, hedge funds, Robin Hood, and, and uh, all that's gone down here. Um, what was your big takeaway from this? Because I know this is something that really frustrated a lot of people. Matter of fact, I heard from people who said, I lost thousands because of what happened, what went down on this thing. Um, can you can you kind of give us maybe your your highlights from this? Yeah. Well, and there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot to this because it goes back to trading and who's able to uh, to trade and uh, retail investors. Are they going to have the same type of access that uh, that more institutional investors have? And I think it's a good thing. Uh, we need transparency and information for those folks. But I think being able to go in and have a trading account with literally zero fees uh, is uh, is a new and innovative way and allows people to go in and participate uh, in something that is extremely important, which is investing and hopefully building for a retirement and for their future. And uh, what what obviously what we saw here uh, was uh, was a, a, a very unique moment in time where um, Robin Hood, the really the vehicle uh, that is used for many of those uh, those retail investors, uh, got used to attack um, uh, what was perceived as uh, institutional investors and hedge funds, and there were some of those absolutely. But guess what? There was also hedge funds that that followed the uh, the you know the Reddit folks uh, lead. And uh, they made millions while they cost other hedge funds and other uh, big institutional investors, uh, you know, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, on the loss side. Um, so, look, at the, at the end of the day, we need to make sure that when we are doing these types of things, it's not political theater. There was a lot of political theater last Friday. Mm. Uh, and the interesting thing for my Democrat colleagues is I think they can't quite figure it out because a whole lot of their base likes to use technology and innovative ways of going in and uh, and and really fighting the system. And yet the Democrats on the committee were basically attacking that. Uh, and that's all due to Dodd-Frank, a lot of it, uh, the going back to, uh, to the last uh, economic crisis that we had in 09 and 10. And, uh, the, you know, the bill that Maxine Waters helped craft is uh, actually ironically uh, the bill that helped create the situation that caused this problem. Uh, I know folks are going to continue to try to figure out what exactly happened and how to make sure that uh, this kind of thing doesn't happen again. Um, I had a little bit of money because I heard about this going on. I thought, okay, let me just throw a, you know, a little bit into this Robin Hood thing and see what this is all about. It sounds really interesting. To me, it didn't seem like a long-term investment type of thing, but I thought, okay, this will be interesting. Let me see how this whole thing works just so I could better understand it. And the frustration that I know a lot of folks felt that they had to, that they had probably had more on the line when you were not allowed to buy any more of this stock, this GameStop stock, but but you could sell it. And yeah. there were all kinds of uh, restrictions put into play there. I know folks had a lot of questions about that. Um, 
Do you think we're going to get the the answers on this completely at some point? Yeah, there, there's certainly some of that, and this is this is actually one of the things I was just uh, alluding to with Dodd Fat Frank uh, helping to create the atmosphere for this. So, it, one of the provisions of the Dodd Frank Act uh, says that when a uh, when a brokerage uh, has to go through a clearinghouse, that means someone who's keeping track of you know, did they actually send the money and did they actually get the stock certificates? Uh, the, uh, the, the brokerage, in this case, Robinhood, uh, has to have a collateral account, basically a margin to guarantee that this is actually going to happen in case yeah. there's some sort of type of default. Well, what they saw was their, their amount that was required uh, by another uh, corporation called the DTCC, which is the Clearing Corporation, uh, that had to rocket it up massively mm -hmm. because people weren't sure, or the DC, DTCC wasn't sure that people were actually going to be able to fulfill their obligations on this. And as they were buying, because there's something called the trade plus two, and meaning you have two days when you say, I want to trade a stock, you actually have two days to settle up on that. It used to be three. And a couple of years ago, we changed it down to two. And uh, and that was part of the part of the discussion as well, because, uh, you know, you've got this float period here and uh, it's different when you're buying versus when you're selling. When you're selling, you actually have the stock and it's like, man, I can I can offload this. I can sell it immediately and nobody has to have this this kind of this margin call, this uh, this collateral uh, account. And uh, that's what really pinched off, according to Robin Hood and a number of the others that uh, that were involved in this. That's what pinched off that flow of being able to purchase, but you could still sell. You know, there just wasn't enough collateral that was put up uh, to almost basically lo be loaned against these uh, these trades that were going to take two days to even settle to get somebody's money to come in. So. Uh, there's a lot of nuance to this whole thing, uh, but certainly, you know, the uh, the Reddit folks and and others that were out there felt like this was an un, uh, unlevel playing field. Uh, I'm not sure it was unlevel as what they uh, what they anticipated, but we we do know that there's access limits for individuals versus access limits uh, to these larger uh, institutional investors. I tell you what, you would think in 2021 we could we could get all this figured out, and we may at some point get it all like speed of light. You click a button and it's done, uh, but uh, yeah. we're, we're not quite there yet. That is something. If, 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 if that is actually something that we're talking about, this trade plus two, turning that into a trade plus one or same day settlement, um, that makes a lot of sense. We think the technology is there. It literally used to be three days because they were sending papers yeah. back and forth, yeah. so, uh, literally paperwork. Now it is electronic, and you would think that we'd be able to do this uh, far quicker. Congressman Bill Heisinger, always a pleasure to talk with you about all these things. Of course, uh, we will continue our conversation with you, I'm sure, in the coming days about what this looks like. We'll be talking about this bill, that's for sure. Uh, uh, yep. $1.9 <laughs> trillion. And what's inside it? You want to get a look? We put the link up and go to your show notes page, of course, at woodradio.com. Congressman, thank you for joining us today. Make it a great week. Hey, I, I, I'm off to Land of Oz tomorrow, so uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll be dealing with all this when we get out there. Good but, luck. Uh, good, good, good to see you. Absolutely. It's West Michigan Live. Justin Barkley, we continue. And, of course, you want to join us, you can. 
JustinBarclay.com slash good news to get the good news there. Not telling you next. Ah, folks, that's it. It's all the time we got today again. You know, this just, just flies by. Sometimes an hour just isn't enough. We always appreciate you being here with us again. You can get more of the news they're not telling you. Go to good news, JustinBarclay.com slash good news to get my good news letter. The Glenbeck program is coming up next and a shout out of the thousand bucks. That's it for today. Join me online at JustinBarclay.com or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok at Mr. Justin Barclay. Leave a comment, give us a rating, and follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of West Michigan Live with Justin Barclay was produced and engineered by Joe Balecki. I'm Justin Barclay, and this is West Michigan Live. Make it a great day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.